And you are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You are joined this morning by myself, Lawson. Sitting across from me, we have Matthew in the studio getting it done. And we have producer Shell as well, just lining everything up, making sure you can hear us, pushing all the buttons, just doing such a good job. So we're, we're, we're stoked to be back. I'm actually, I was missing radio. Oh. I was I was missing it, bro. Uh, when we were off air, well, like we were we were on air. Faith FM was on, but we were off and holidaying and doing many things. Like I was having a great time. Yes. I was eating great food, spending time with great people. Like I was living a good life. I was living my best life. But just the last three days on radio, you know, it's like okay, back to work on Monday, that kind of thing. But guys, like I'm. Thoroughly enjoying myself. It's good to be in the rhythm of things. Yeah, absolutely. To to have work to do and and to do it as well. And you know, for me this year again, I look forward to another year of full time studying, full time studenting, and and whatnot. But but yeah, it's good to have this every single day to be coming into to Faith FM, and especially because uh, and, and Matthew, you know this because you've you've come and picked me up before to to take me into work. But um, we are less than a hundred meters from my bedroom. <laughs> In, in our current studio location, we are, we're, and we're going to be moving another hundred meters away. Honestly, like it's, it, where, where I sleep in the, the boys dormitory, Watson Hall here at Avondale University, we are literally right beside it. So I, I'm absolutely stoked to, to be here and, and to be back into Faith FM. It is, I must admit, it is very, very good that feeling that knowing that everything is in such close proximity. Mm. Uh, my thing is connected to uh, Jennifer Skews, where she said uh, how hard it is to start New Year's resolutions. Mm. So all that good feedings that we've had, uh, the joy of food, I, I, I need to start motivating myself into regular exercise. Yeah. Actually, let's talk about New Year's resolutions in a little bit. Do you want to get for us right now yeah. our next question for the quiz? Gladly. So it says here, question four, who does Second Corinthians say we should not be unequally yoked with? Mm. Who does Second Corinthians say... We should not be unequally yoked with. Mm, absolutely. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you will go into the draw to win the Revive Cafe Cookbook. Number three, we want to give it to you absolutely for free. And if you receive that from us, well, you'll be blessed with also the promise that eventually we'll try to get to the location where you live to eat a meal that you'll provide for us. So it, <laughs> that's always a bit of a jokey promise. But also, I, I would love to spend time with listeners of the show. It's always a blessing when we do. And speaking of spending time with listeners of the show, in February, around the 24th of February, that weekend, we're actually going to be, myself and our content manager, Robbie Berger, we're going to be down in Bernie, Tasmania, for a Faith FM get-together. Uh, 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 we do all over Australia. We've gotten together with people to down in Canberra, here in New South Wales, up north, down south. We get together with listeners of Faith FM to do our Faith FM dinners, and we connect with the community there that listens to Faith FM, and we're going to be heading down to Tasmania, myself and, and Robbie, so you'll be able to meet us down there. If you're near or around that area or want to come, hey, Bernie, Tasmania, on the 24th of September. We're, sorry, not September. I should say February. We're going to be there that weekend as well. But hey, again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Who does Second Corinthians say we should not be unequally yoked with. That is the question of 
Well, I was going to say the hour, but I'd rather say the segment because we have another question that's coming up soon. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. New Year's resolutions. What, what do you think is at the top of your list, Matthew? I think a um, great point that was covered about New Year's resolutions is how, how hard it is to actually uh, keep it maintained, mm. as we heard. So I, don't, I no longer call them New Year's resolutions. I, I call them uh, another year's reinforcements of last year's <laughs> resolutions, mm. I guess. We should really reinforce the things that worked. So mm. for me, what worked last year, I, I remember cutting back my meals down to two days, uh, two days, two meals a day. Mm. So that really worked for me. And it actually worked coming back to help me heal up. I, fasting was something I was using to mm. give my body a rest and just aim at the, the bites and that yeah, really kicked absolutely. in well. But my wife said, hey, I noticed your muscle definition has gone down. So oh, I've got to hit the gym. Wow. I've gone, oh, okay. I, I, yeah, so, yeah, I've got to get all things cardio and um, and stamina. Things worked up again. <laughs> That's so funny. She's like, hey, you're losing your gains there, Matt. You need to, uh, you need to, you need to step it up. Gone from guns to blanks. Well, <laughs> That's so good. Hey, let us know what your news resolution is. 0491-064-669 is the number to text us and let us know what it is that you're aiming to achieve this year. I know for me, I have two main ones. Yes. Two main ones. Firstly, get better sleep. I, I struggled a lot with sickness last year. And I think that there could be a number of potential factors, but I've been reading a lot recently about sleep deficit yes. and how awful that is for your body. And again, to like, I'll get to that point late of night and it's like, okay, I've got, yeah, I'll have six hours sleep for tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, well, six hours isn't that bad. And then you do it every night and then you end up in a state of sleep deficit where <laughs> yeah. you actually, they've calculated, like for me, I'm like, oh, you know, one good night's rest and I'm back on my feet. But they're like, no, no, like you need to be consistently sleeping well. Yeah. And if you're not, to get that energy back and to be in a better state, you need to then consistently sleep well. Like you can't just catch up once a week and then you're good and, and so I really want to just get better sleep so that, uh, so that yeah, ultimately I can be feeling better, my health can be better, get better sleep and just be more organized as well. I don't, I don't make news resolutions that are like, well, as, as I said, I'm, I'm not usually super serious about news resolutions, but this year I'm like, okay, this is something that I want to do. Oh, I want to get better sleep, you know, connect with God more. And particularly because we're up, we have early mornings here on Faith FM, and these early mornings are, for me anyway, always preceded by waking up, you know, getting up, showering, getting ready for the day, but praying and connecting with God. And you're in a better state to do that if you are more awake and, and more alert. And as the Bible says, Psalm 5 and verse 3, In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will order my prayer to you and eagerly watch. Amen. Yeah, that's a, a Psalm of King David. Chapter five, Psalm five, and verse three, and and it's like, yeah, man, I like in the morning sometimes, even though we're up at seven a.m. Uh, on on the breakfast show, straight into it. Before that time, I often find myself like awake, but not eagerly watching. You know, not really, not crying out to God as I should be. Rather, just like going through the motions and just struggling to get through things. I'm like, oh, if I can have better sleep and I can be actually awake and alert and attentive and connecting with God in the morning before I come here to the breakfast show. Like, I feel like it will serve me a lot better. So they're my thoughts. Hey guys, let us know your thoughts. What are your news resolutions for this year? 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. Yeah, good stuff. Hey guys. 
We're going to get into the Psalms. We have, last couple of days, been doing a bit of introduction into the Psalms, what they're about. We also talked about our favorite Psalms a little bit, Lyle and myself. Matthew, what's your favorite Psalm from the book of Psalms? There's a classic, uh, Psalms 119 and verse 11. Oh, yeah? Thy word, or thy law, actually. Thy law have I hid in my heart. Mm-hmm. That I may not sin against you. Yeah, amen. So there's there's that one. There's another one. Uh, Psalms 119, verse 105 is a classic. Yeah. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yeah, absolutely. They're good ones. And one thing you just said earlier about starting the day with God, you know, mm. after having good, decent sleep, that's, I think, one of the most powerful resolutions I believe all of us could do. You yeah. know, it's that Matthew 6.33 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Mm. I, I I had my nephew uh, receive from me a devotional book. Yeah, awesome. And I put that verse in there, and he FaceTimed me when I got back to Australia, and he said, Uncle, what, what's that verse mean, Matthew 6.33? Um, he doesn't understand the, you know, about seeking God and the reason for seeking his righteousness. He doesn't know what righteousness is. Mm. So I broke down the, the parts to help him understand in basic that there's no righteousness in, in us, as we know, our righteousness as, you know, they're filthy. So I mm. said to him, source of righteousness is God, all right doing, yeah, every right impulse is from God. So we see him so we can start our day aright, with right thoughts, right feelings in the heart. Those two combined can work to become our character. So I explained to him, by seeking him first, it makes everything else fall into place much mm. more easier. And so, yeah, he got that. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's powerful. That's hey, let's seek after God because when we do, we are transformed. When we behold him, yeah. we become more like him. Amen. We grow. And that's this right. is exactly like one of the the ideals of the Psalms. You're listening to the Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491 now, the reason why this is such an ideal in the Psalms is seeking after God is because the position that the Psalms put God in. This is something that we've talked about over the last two days, actually. So what is what are the point of the Psalms? And we see Psalms as like wrestling with God, right? And and how the writers are, are writing throughout those words. They're they're coming to God with their problems they're coming with God to God with their their difficulties and they're expounding on them and what were some of the difficulties that, that the writers of the Psalms often came to God with Matthew I think a lot of them were persecutions from pagan nations especially in terms of David <laughs> yeah yeah he was even persecuted by his own king yeah that's <laughs> one right stage. man David just writes these Psalms that are like God, my enemies are surrounding me. They are waiting for me in my own gates. You know, I I cannot sleep. I cannot they dream. They seek to take my life. Yeah, that's right. Like, he is seriously pressed. And okay, so th- that's a fantastic place to start. Like, the, often people are bringing their problems to God in the Psalms. They're bringing their their worries, their concerns, their anxieties. Their, for, for David, there are some, some very real ones that he faces, but also then, you know, he feels a, a level of, of convictedness about his sins often yeah. that he brings to God. Like, Lord, I am fallen short. I am poured out. I am... I am not good enough. What are some other ones you reckon, Matthew? Oh, like Psalms 51, talking about, you know, I, I, I've, I've sinned this great iniquity against yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, do not take your Holy Spirit from me, mm-hmm. <laughs> as I'm saying. Um, you know, what are the sacrifices of God? 
Mm. Uh, yeah, a, a, a contrite heart mm. um, is yeah, is I'm I'm what do you call it? I'm paraphrasing. Is acceptable to God. Mm. Uh, it, God's after not a hard heart, but something that is convicted of its own wrongdoings that it needs a savior. Yeah, because because it's a position of can't save myself. I'm, yeah. I'm in a condemnable position. That's right. Um, so it's beautiful how the the essence of the Psalms is a segue in knowing that. The, the word psalms, their songs, their meditations, mm. their where we place our mindset uh, in a positive position when we're under great duresses or mm. or stresses or self afflictions in our own turmoils. So yeah, that's uh, my take on it. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic take. That there's nothing, there's no problem too difficult that you can't bring to God. There's there's no problem that God doesn't know, doesn't understand. God isn't our, uh, and I, I feel like we often put God into a into a place where He is too holy above our problems. Now, God is holy. God, God is absolutely holy. And what we're actually going to be looking at this week is the fact that God, in, in the position that Psalms often puts Him in, is someone that is sovereign, someone that is holy, someone that is above all things. He's not just one of the fellows, but because of that, we often think that our our problems are, are too far from God for him to be able to, to breach the gap. There are sometimes things that we deal with that, or, or eras in our past or, or things in our past that we don't want to talk about maybe with people in church because it's like, oh, maybe this is too heavy for them. I know that for myself growing up as a secular person and then attending a Christian school. And I often felt like, oh man, there's just things that these Christians, they just wouldn't understand. You know, they like some of the, some of the, some of the things that I was up to or doing or the difficulties that I was going through. I was like, oh, these guys just wouldn't understand. They don't, they don't live that kind of life. Like, I'm not saying I come from a, from a gnarly like gang life home or whatever it may be. Not like I came from a nice home with uh, with good parents and whatnot. But just be the fact that I was secular and the things that you're exposed to as a secular person, like I was like, oh man, church people would, would never understand this. And sometimes we put God into that category, like God doesn't understand sin or iniquity. He's too far removed. That's right. Like he's, he's God is ignorant yeah. from, from what sin is. And the reality is, is that God is absolutely not ignorant. Like God knows our sin. In fact, God knows sin so much. Like Jesus come down as as a person and, and lived through it. And Emmanuel. Absolutely. God with us. And and then Jesus himself, well, Paul writes of Jesus in the book of Hebrews. He says, he's been tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. That's Therefore, right. we should bring our sins to him. And, and it's interesting, all of these difficult situations that the different psalmists go through, that they find themselves in, and they say, actually, the perfect person to bring this to is God because he is so far above it. He's so far better than it, and he has control of it as well. Let's go to a verse. You want to get for us Psalm 93 and verse 1. Psalm 93 and verse 1. To see the position that the psalmist often puts God in while going through trials, tribulations, and various turmoils. They don't, and it's often the case here as humans, we, we blame God for our problems. We say, God, why aren't you fixing this or solving this? Do you want to read for us Psalm 93 and verse 1? Gladly. Psalms 93 verse 1 says, The Lord reigns. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed. He has girded himself with strength. Surely the world is established so that it cannot be moved. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Hey, 
I, 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 lo- I really love this verse. I love this passage. The, the Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength as well. Indeed, the world is established, firm, and secure. Um, there is a, a powerful song, and the, the opening lyric goes like, um, there is no problem so big, God cannot solve it. I love that song. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, so good. I'm forgetting the title. It's slipping from my mate. It's like, if he carried the weight of the world upon his shoulders, you know, uh, you know, I can... What, I, he can I, carry you. He can so. carry you. I think that's the title. He can he can carry all things, and that's because the world is his. He he gave it its foundation. Uh, indeed, the world is established, firm, and secure. God is armed with strength. Absolutely. You know, we are weak. We are paralyzed by sin. Yes, and that fact is seen in well, we commit it. If 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 sin wasn't a big deal to us. Well, then we wouldn't commit it. That's the, the biggest issue with sin is the fact that we commit it. It's not that we are afflicted. The The biggest problem with sin is, yes, firstly, that we are afflicted by it. But also, more greater than that is is that we commit it. This is how we see the power of sin. Not that someone is killed. You know, it, it didn't prove... Sin, sin wasn't proven strong by the fact that Abel was killed. Yes. It was proven strong by the fact that Cain killed him. Yeah, that's, that's that right. sin had the ability to to take over the person. Yep, give it a propensity. That's right to to lead someone. Now we have free choice. We know this, but our our freedom of will is bent in a way towards sin. We are weak and paralyzed to choosing sin. And what we see here is that God, no, God is has strength over the world. Mm-hmm. He has strength over sin. And so, if if we truly truly see God in this position, we should bring Him our problems, we should bring him our sin, we should bring him our shortcomings and our failings because truly, like, he is clothed in strength. He's That's, far above it. Especially that part where, where you're mentioning now, Brother Lawson, about God reigns. Mm. Um, I think of the song, uh, that one that goes, My God is an awesome God. Oh, classic. He reigns in heaven and earth. Um, I believe that God is really seeking that sole kind of source of where our feelings and thoughts come from, mm. the heart. If you, you know that if he reigns there, he can he controls the conduit of what flows from there, mm. it, and that's where we you know we get our desires and that that comes out of from there. Um, you know, there's a verse that says, um, "Who can know the heart? It's for it's desperately wicked." Mm. So God knows that if He can reign in that very spot, if we can give that and surrender it to Him, especially verses that says we should die to self. Mm. That's where God can purify. Uh, the flow, the the river, the vessels of where things you know, pour out of our heart. Um, it even says, guard your heart, for out of it is the issues of life comes out of it. So all our ponderings are always weighed in the deep recesses of our soul. When it means about soul, it's both our heart and our mind. And no wonder we hear in, like in Spirit of Prophecy, it talks about those two things combined is the formation of our character. So mm-hmm. it's essential that this Psalms was written for us the teachers how to direct our thoughts heavenward. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, do you want to pick it up? Do you want to read for us the the rest of this psalm? It's quite a short one yeah. before we head to our next song, and we can reflect on it a little bit in the next section. So keep reading Psalm ninety three and pick it up in verse two, <clears throat> and just read through to verse five there, at the end of the psalm. Gladian says this: Your throne is established from old; you are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, than the mighty waves of the sea. 
and the read, there's a last verse there. Yeah. Your testimonies are very sure. Holiness adorns your house, O Lord, forever. Just the thought that holiness yeah. separated for holy use. It's yeah. Sanctified. Absolutely. I just love this verse three. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up. The floods have lifted their ways. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. He can overcome the floods, the difficulties, the, the waves that are crashing against us, that are separating us from, from others, that are separating us from him, that are beating down on us. It says here, the Lord is on high is mightier. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And Matthew, you have to get us our final quiz question. Drum roll. Okay. <laughs> right, there you go. Give it to us. Starting with the letter Y, what is God's covenant name in the Old Testament? Mm. Hmm. Say that again. Starting with the letter Y, what is God's covenant name in the Old Testament? Yeah, wow. Hey, if you know the answer to that one, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. I'll give you an extra little clue there. Uh, it is often not said by by Jewish people, and they come up with replacement names for it. And the original word has Missing no con- it has has it's only consonants. That's, that's right. right. That's right. If you know the answer, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That is the number to text now, Matthew. We have been getting into our Bible study here. We just read Psalm ninety three, and I just I just love that verse. You know, verses three and four. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. And he's talking here about maybe difficulties in life. He's talking about challenges that we face and go through. Then he gives us a resolve in verse 4. Do you want to read that one for us again? Verse 4 of Psalm 93. Yes, gladly. And it says, The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, than the mighty waves of the sea. Yeah, wow. Like, I, think, I think of uh, when Jesus was uh, sleeping on the boat. Yeah, that's <laughs> in right. In the storm in, in Mark 5. Yeah. And how he was able to calm the storm. Yeah. Then later on, he deals with a demoniac with many storms. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He, he, Jesus is constantly faced with, and, and he uses the motif of storm here because of, like, think about living in the first century. <laughs> century. Think about living in the first century and just how, like, storm, well, storms are, you know, people die in typhoons and hurricanes and you know, like earthquakes and all and tsunamis and all kinds of things you know Japan has just had a massive tsunami oh, off yeah. the coast recently that's caused all kinds of havocs like storms are one thing and, and particularly imagine being a, a Jew living in Judea as you know as as they were in the first century as well I, you know we know that Psalm 93 was written before that point but like and they're out there on the waters like they don't have the rescue helicopter with the life, you know, with the floaty or the or the jet ski or no the, tech or radar. That's right. Like if you get caught in a storm, like, you're stuck. You're stuck, and most likely you're gone as well. Like it's it's a huge, uh, huge obstacle that would have claimed so many lives. Like that would just have been a part of the trade of fishing. That is the risk. It's like if you're a fisherman, 
You get caught in a storm. It's like it's it's like oh hey, what's your uncle up to? Oh, he passed away. Oh how? Oh, he got caught in a storm. Like that's that's how it went for these guys. But it's your lot in life, you accept the uh, that part of fishing, being a fishing person. That's right. It's <laughs> it's one of the single most uncontrollable conditions that there is for these people, being literally the weather, and it's something that can just claim you in an instant. And the point being made here is that. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. Yea, he is mightier than the waves of the sea. Wow. The storms even rushing, even the waves rushing and crashing, the Lord is mightier than they. I get, he, the, I get the impression that our lives can be filled with a lot of noise. Mm. And you're mentioning how the floods and the waters are, even all those, the noise of many floods, mm. Jesus is, is above that. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus is above that. God is above that. Now we're going to get into Psalm 8, and it gives us some insight into why more specifically. Let's read Psalm 8. Do you want to pick it up? The first couple of verses for us. Can you read verse 1 and 2, please, Matthew? Gladly. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy. And the Avenger. Keep reading. Let's keep reading. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? Mm. For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Mm. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas. Mm. And then verse 9 for us. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Yeah, wow. This is a powerful passage, eh? It's, it's even, you know, as David is reflecting on the position that he's been put in by God as a king, yeah. then he gives one of the most profound prophecies of the Messiah as well, you know, talking about uh, the Son of Man. And, well, our position as humans lower than the angels, but even how he, Jesus, was made a little lower than the angels to go through the, the experience of humanity, to live, to die, to resurrect on our behalf, to become our Messiah and our Savior. But this gives us some insight as to, okay, what, what puts God into the position that, that he is high and mighty above the waves, that he is greater and can solve these problems? And it's because all creation testifies of the creatorship of God, the fact that he made all things. Yep. And even if they run awry, even if they run astray, like God still has power. Now, here at Faith FM, we are def- we wouldn't find ourselves under the conviction or in the theological way of Calvinism. We're not. Uh, we don't. We don't subscribe to predestination. We are very much Armenian in our belief in freedom of will and freedom of choice that humanity has. But we still also recognize that God is powerful above all, and the only thing that keeps Him from deciding to use His power is His love. Right. So He's He's. Love has granted all things freedom of choice. Um, But in regards to this world that we live in, which, again, has been heavily and drastically affected by sin, which leads to all kinds of terrible outcomes, despite this, God is giving this world its chance not to, not to, uh, you know, uh, we are not um, uh, post-millennialists either, which is another theological term of people who believe that humanity can be good enough to 
cause some kind of restoration of the world. No, no, no. This world is going down the tube. Mm-hmm. Like we we know that wholly and solely. Like there's nothing we can do to 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 bring this world. Uh, well, back, trajectory. It's yeah, it, yeah, that's right. The trajectory of this world is made. It's going to be burned up in an instant. We we know that. Uh, it, it, God is going to need to recreate this world, but also, God has given this world and this earth a time in which people who have chosen to put themselves in this state of sin, which is everyone, has the ability now to choose Him, and in that process of choosing Him, in this world that we live in, God isn't distant. He's not, we don't believe in deism either. It's not God has said, okay, you stuffed everything up. Good luck. No, God is working. He's working when we pray. He's working when we, when we ask him to work and he's working even when we don't ask him to work. Like God is working in and throughout this landscape of freedom of choice and sin and, and, and terribleness. He's working to bring all things about for his good. Yeah. And that's because he has the right to be here. He has the right to be here because he created all things. Now, he gave us dominion, and with that dominion, we handed that over to Satan, and we've caused all these problems and these issues and whatnot. But if you are feeling like, oh, man, is is God really around? Is God really near? The answer is absolutely yes. He is working with your burdens. He's working with your problems. He has foreseen them, and he oversees them, and now he is calling you to come to him. He created you. He gave you all things. Uh, he put you in the position that you are so that you can have the opportunity and the ability to know him as well. I've got a powerful verse to mm. back up what you just shared now, uh, Brother Lawson. It's Psalms thirty four eighteen. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted mm. and save those who are crushed in spirit. Mm. Absolutely. So, you, shared. you know, um, there's another Psalm that even says that all our tears are in a bottle. Yeah. Well, um, and it goes to show that the Holy Spirit, the, our mutterings, our grievings, he can understand them when we cry. Mm, absolutely. So, guys, fantastic stuff. Jesus is working powerfully. He created you. He knows you. And he is wanting to redeem you. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Joe, by myself, Lawson. Got Matthew as well in the studio. Living, living our best lives, you yeah. know, getting it done this morning. And our show is quickly wrapping up. But, hey, we've come to a time where we're going to give answers to our quiz questions. So get that for us, Matthew. Gladly. So, friends, it says, In which psalm does the psalmist cry, the darkness is my closest friend? Is it the 88th or 99th psalm? And it's the 88th psalm. Mm. Second one, fill in the blank. Galatians 5.16. I say then, walk in the, what's the blank? Walk in the Spirit, yes. and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to stop there and reflect on that a little bit. Like we were talking just before about our our often our failure to 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 even respond to sin. Like we are so tied up, we are so wrapped up in sin, and and the Bible's solution for sin, and the Bible's like. Solution for sin relating to judgment as well. I think judgment is something that lots of people are scared of. The Bible is clear that there is a judgment. People are like, how would I be able to face judgment before God? Mm -hmm. If the accusation came to you, Matthew, and said, Matthew, have you sinned? What is your answer? Yeah, yes, of course. If, If the accusation is further like, have you sinned after you profess Christ? Yes, but yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I'll let it be my defense. That, that's uh, right. I've got it's, nothing to defend myself. That, that's right. Like the um, reality is, is like even post our confession of Christ, like we are, f- we have fallen short and yeah. we have sinned. And the beautiful thing is that 
Christ has always opened the door for repentance. But then furthermore, he opens the door as well, like for us to, as it says here, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. He says, I know that you've fallen so short. I know that you can't do this alone. I'm going to give you a way to overcome. Like simultaneously, even though the Bible absolutely says that we are fallen short and, you know, can a leopard change its spots? No. How can you accustomed to doing evil do good? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, how can we? By the power of God. Yes. By the power of God. Especially that part of the prayer where it says, grab me a new heart of flesh mm. and a new right spirit within me. Yeah. That's important in part of sanctification, consecration prayer. Mm, absolutely. <clears throat> now, Get us the next, next one. One is, what was the promise the two spies made to Rahab? Mm. What was the, two, the promise the two spies made to Rahab? It was to spare her and her family. Yeah. And specifically, they, she was to put out a, a, a red, a scarlet crimson robe outside of her mm. uh, house that was on the wall. And it's interesting, archaeologists were able to find that that was still there. Wow. Yep. And all the walls collapsed. Wow. This is a a powerful story about God working through Rahab as well, a a, a, a woman of the night, a prostitute who was used. Well, she made the decision. Like they they came to her. They said, hey, can we can we find solace with you? And and as a result, the the two spies were spared. And then when, you know, when the Israelites rocked up to ultimately possess the land that Rahab was in, her and her family were spared. You know, whereas the rest of, I believe it was Jericho, where they were hiding out, were not. And so, and Rahab even becomes, you know, a prominent figure and and a part of the the lineage of Christ. Yeah, powerful stuff. Someone, someone again, who has, who is fallen, who is desperate, who is a sinner, broken, broken, but used. God worked through them. (laughs) Powerful. And, and that's not to endorse Rahab's lifestyle and say, oh, this is something you should do. No, absolutely not. And I believe wholeheartedly that God would have brought her out of that. But she responded as a sinner. She responded in faith. She did. Powerful. She did. And question four, who does Second Corinthians say we should not be unequally yoked with? Yeah. That's with unbelievers. Yeah, that's right. Hey, if you're a believer, marry a believer. That's simple there. Get us the last question there. Starting with the letter Y, what is God's covenant name in the Old Testament? And I'll say it like this. <laughs> oh Yahweh, yeah Yahweh. Y H W H. I love that you did that because it's there, there's no consonants. We've we've chucked Yahweh in there to to give us an ability to say it. But yeah, Y H W H. His originally name Yahweh. It's how he identified himself. You know, we have other identifications of God of like Adonai and Lord, but 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 Yahweh. Y H W H. That is truly his name. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, joined by myself and Matthew. Thank you so much for coming in today and spending some time with us, getting into it. And, and what, what are you up to for the rest of the day? Well, I plan to go for a bike ride later and probably have a rest in a hammock with a net. Oh, that's so good. So no, no mosquitoes. <laughs> no mosquitoes. No mosquitoes. Powerful stuff. Well, hey, guys, have a fantastic day. Draw close to God this day. You know, open up your Bible and get into some Psalms and see His beauty and His wonder and draw close to Him. Hey, you've been listening to The Breakfast Show. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.